This is a Valerie Moss original podcast. Previously on Valerie's Variety Podcast, Part 1. Valerie Musco, a.k.a. Valerie Fluctual. animals and uh so i just like to not have much of a a trail behind me in case anyone is like you know thrown off but um yeah you drinking um i making some difference instead of just stepping over the trash and i haven't done a whole lot like i've used a reusable bottle for years and years and years like i can i you know that's that's one thing too much or oh it'll just totally crush us if we think about how toxic it is and where it ends up and definitely but making a difference one step at a time and then those small upward and then he had a diaper mishap in part two of this valerie factual interview you'll get to know more about her Valerie Musco, her favorite number, sea glass, zodiac signs. She's a serious Sagittarius. We talk about our pets, her job, working with the elderly. God bless her soul. This Valerie series is a series about Valerie's, Val's, Valley's, or whatever these women go by. In this series, I'm combing through the Jennifers, Michelles, and Kathys. I'm looking for the vivacious, tenacious, and dubious Valerie's. Are you a Valerie? Get in touch with me. Do you know a Valerie? Tell her to connect. I'm looking for the common thread. Welcome back to the Valerie's Variety Podcast with your host, me, Valerie Moss. The show is about reviews, interviews, and my daily views. It's a story podcast about my life in Calgary. Whatever, whenever. This show drops every Tuesday. Now on to part two. Valerie must go. No, is your he, um, alive? I lived with him for eight months, and then he had a procedure done to check because he had previously had bladder cancer. I, I took him for the procedure, and then he got really sick the day after. Like it just like opened him up to infection, and then he spent the last oh, two months of that. he spent the last two months of his life in a nursing home, and I was there every day with him, and that was also a really enlightening experience because I was interacting with all kinds of people with different conditions and just giving them all the love I could because they they were mostly alone. Right. And, and then um and then my grandfather was he mo- was moved into hospice and then um he passed away with me my dad and my grand and my uncle there, and it was like 
it was so incredible. Like the first thing I said was grandpa, you did it because he took that step and he had been so miserable in life. I was like, you are finally like love and light and free, you know? Right. And, um, I, I just, I, I'm so, so thankful for the way life worked out. And I mean, I'm still, you know, a mess, <clears throat> but I'm, <laughs> Who at least it? I, at least I know that I'm capable of that kind of love. <laughs> So how long ago, um, so that happened in your 20s? That was actually my early 30s. I think I was like 32. And then I started taking care of Jeannie, who was the, she was a neighbor I knew since I was actually a child. She was one of my grandmother's best friends and she needed help. And she, for six years, that was my, that was my ride or die. Like we, she was so funny. She would sing rap music with me. She wanted me to bring her pot to smoke, like, she, she would tell me like I, I need a man 30 years younger and, like mm-hmm. she'd never ever complain about a thing like she was just and I've tried helping a couple other people and they were so miserable and cranky and ungrateful I was like I don't I don't you know I don't care about the money I don't need this I don't need this right. you, you know so I don't know I just I, my my thing is like I need to be able to go snorkeling whenever it's a beautiful day Mm-hmm. And so I do random different kinds of jobs and uh, got flexibility. Yeah. Hmm. So f- on flexibility. So are you a contortionist? Oh no! It just turned just out that ultra I, flexible. <laughs> it. I have like a freakish bend in my back, so I can do some interesting back bends. No kidding. But, have you um, always been like that? I learned about it. Well, yeah, actually, the first time I figured it out, I was in like ballet class when I was like five. And then I was in a yoga class when I was like 22, when I figured out I could do a pose that nobody else could. Mm-hmm. But yoga is really difficult for me because it requires so much patience and slowing down. And yeah, and quiet. And quiet. Like for yeah. me, like if I think about myself, I, I sit in there and want to like visit with my neighbor and they don't want that. <laughs> yeah, I would much rather just lift weights and like do the hard, like the harder stuff that, you know, but. High impact. But what? On high impact. Yeah. I mean, not, well, I'm, I'm 37, so I got to be a little more careful, but, you know, I, I like, I, I, it's just, but because I know it's such a challenge for me to slow down, I know I need to. Mm. So I'm just, uh. So you've lived in Florida your whole life? Born and raised in the same area. I never have wanted to move anywhere except for Hawaii. I wanted to move to Hawaii once. Have you been there? No. Okay, so I've been to Hawaii once. And I always wanted to go. And I'll never, ever go back. Really? It is, um, like, from as a Canadian's point of view, it's very Americanized. Which sounds ridiculous coming from talking to you, but for us, it's if I went to Mexico, have you been to Mexico, Valerie? The touristy spots like Puerto Vallarta or Cancun, any of that? Yeah, the family took a cruise to Cancun. No, Cozumel. Okay, well, yeah, yeah. so similar. I mean, in a Mexican. So when you go into Mexico, everybody there is so happy. And they love where they live and they're proud. And 
most of them have nothing. They're a very poor country. But they sing and dance and love their babies and call their daughters princesses. And they're just so oozing happiness and joy and grateful. When you go to Hawaii, it is so different. The, everybody is very transient because it's all tourist-based. And there's not a lot of local culture, at least like we went to Maui, so a little smaller island. But it was, I just miss the culture, like the culture that you feel when you go into Mexico and have the Aboriginal and the the local people there. You just don't get that feeling in Hawaii. However, you are surrounded by the ocean, so you would love that. And we did snorkel when we went there, which was incredible. My daughter actually got bit by a jellyfish or stung by a jellyfish, though. So that was terrible. <laughs> But we could we we went on to an island called Molokini, which is off of Maui, and you go into this bay and it's just incredibly gorgeous. You can see right to the bottom. And we, where we live in Canada, in Calgary, all our oceans are, all our lakes are freshwater, so we don't float. When we went to Me- to Mexico or in Hawaii, like you float because it's salt water. So that was a pretty neat experience. So we're floating and snorkeling at the same time. And yeah, and then my daughter pulled her arm out. She was six and had this giant purple jellyfish wrapping around her tiny little arm. And she's like, jellyfish, she screams. And we were like, all three of us were right together. And so why it, you know, got her instead of like one of us, but... Well, it sounds like a man of war, and we get those for months at a time here. Okay, and, tell me about that. Oh, I mean, they're absolutely beautiful when they're washed up on, like, right, like, freshly washed up, and, like, everybody goes taking pictures of them and trying to get their, like, mm-hmm. get the sun sunrise, like, shining through them and stuff, but, like, those tentacles, if they touch you, you, it burns. Like, I've, I've had little mini stings, but nothing severe. We have other kinds of jellyfish that come through different times a year, and I mean, they just—I mean, they—they they sting a little bit, but it's brief. But those manowar are—they're brutal. So they're the purple ones, is that? Yeah, they're the Portuguese manowar. I think that they make their way around. So they were saying because the winds had changed or something that day, it was very windy, and so they come off the south winds. Yes, and. The w- Winds and tides, you just, I mean, like, I've been at, um, there's this one amazing snorkel spot down here. Also, back to the the, the lake thing, I am actually very much afraid of lakes, and I never go in them. I mean, Florida lakes are gross. Why? I don't know. I don't know. I was was even in Finland one year, and I tried to go in a lake there, and I couldn't do it. I just, it just freaks me out. (laughs) Because the water isn't moving as much, it's not as deep. I so have no idea. <laughs> that something. So I mean, interesting. I mean, I'm used to like down here. It's like okay, well, it's like brown looking and muddy looking, and there's slimy floors and alligators right. and snakes, and you know, it's just not. It's not glamorous. I've been I've been like tubing out on a lake before, and once I yeah. once I fell off and landed in the water, I like I panicked. Wow. But, but the ocean, I'm good with. But yeah, um, that's so crazy to me because I lake I feel very comfortable in and I don't really care for swimming pools. No, I don't either. No, like I would n- prefer never to go in a swimming pool. 
but I can go in lakes. I love being in freshwater lakes and, you know, yeah, you have the seaweed climbing against your legs. Like all of that is gross, but I can, it's all good. It's all clean. It's all good. That's so funny. We've yeah. been having, we've been having like seaweed Armageddon down here. Like last year and this year, it's been really bad. And they're, they're saying it's climate Cleansing. Changing. I don't really have much of an opinion as far as climate change other than the earth does what the earth is going to do. But I know that it's actually starting to take a toll on our reefs, like because it's so heavy, it's covering up the reefs so that they don't get enough light to do photosynthesis and whatever they do. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's, it's a good thing because it's, it's baby, it's like sea turtle nesting season and the baby sea turtles, when they hatch, they hide in this, in the seaweed when they get out mm-hmm. into the mm-hmm. water you know their chances are not very good you guys protect your sea turtles there yes they are protected sometimes people from different island nations Mm -hmm. like to try to dig them up and eat them but um i think that's getting pretty pretty rare would they be good i don't know i never thought about eating baby sea turtle eggs It's not really, <laughs> not really in the forefront of the the dinner plate. No, but I know, like down in like Costa Rica, they will just slaughter the mothers. They will dig up all the eggs. Like they're, you know, they're so poor. They don't have very much going on. They gotta eat, you know, like different islands. I don't know. And a lot of the trash that I do pick up comes from different islands. Like there are two types of bottles that I know and recognize immediately that come from the Dominican Republic. Um, some of the other beach cleanup groups they find them they're like oh this is from Colombia this is from Haiti you know wow I heard a a story one time there's a beach in Hawaii correct me if I'm wrong because you probably know this but they call it the toothbrush beach I haven't heard of it but I believe it because I find toothbrushes in every beach cleanup you do, and they like and they've shoes. gone out in swarms, and for whatever reason, like however the magnetic field or the pull of the equator, whatever it is, something about the plastic that toothbrushes are made out of, or how they balance or something, they wash up on this beach in Hawaii, and they've had like rows of people go out there and vacuum and pick up and everything and same thing like in a month it'll be covered in toothbrushes wow i'm gonna look it's like yeah look it up it's like the weirdest thing there's something about like the polar mechanism of the earth and the gravity and whatever for whatever reason there's like this beach called toothbrush beach and it's always covered in used toothbrushes wow Anyway, I have, I have, well, I have a, like sometimes like some of the things I find more frequently are um, thankfully not syringes. I find them occasionally and I keep a special cup in my beach bag for sharps just in case. Mm-hmm. But um, condoms, I find Magnum condoms specifically. And I always joke, oh, big things must be coming. But uh, um, they, they also like to leave used ones in the sand. And there's tampon applicators. And I'm just like, what are people doing? Like, Oh, yeah, I'm sure that would be common. South Florida is a, a, just a classy place. 
<laughs> I one time I was I was picking up trash and I like I used to get really angry on my beach cleanups when I first started because I was like why isn't anybody else doing anything and mm-hmm. you know and I was like look at these I just was so angry and then it mm-hmm. occurred to me that like everything is yin and yang like there are people that are cleaning up something after me that I don't know about. So I'm going to clean up after these people and I'm getting to stay active and I'm doing extra squats and I sometimes find treasure. I found a hundred dollar bill once, you know, like you just and your shark know. teeth and my shark teeth. Oh my gosh. My great white tooth was my most amazing thing. Okay. Ever. You have to send me a picture of that. Cause I know okay. <laughs> oh, brother, <laughs> I'm an adult. <laughs> uh, um, I don't know. I don't really have a favorite number. Mm-hmm. I don't like numbers in general. Okay, and you have tattoos, right? I do. Most of them I got when I was most of them I got when I was nineteen and angsty and uh, being rebellious and stealing money from my parents and just getting really dumb stuff. And only this past year really have I got I got two tattoos that were beautiful. Hmm. So the one you just got recently had like a snake and my cobra. Yeah. Your cobra. Yeah. So what's the, what's the story behind that? Since New Year's Eve 2015, for some reason that that the cobra just uh, appeared in my in, not in my life because I didn't meet any actual cobras, but it just was like it just suddenly became a thing. And right now, this year has been a whole lot of shedding my old skin mm. and my old ways and my old old acquaintances and friendships and things that I used to think were so important but turned out they were really just a whole, they were resistance that I was hanging on to and, baggage uh, baggage yeah and you know it's been it's been very weird and uh, I don't know. I just felt like this. I, like I have this. Like I've. I, I even found like a little cobra, like in the in, in a beach cleanup, like a little toy cobra that I keep on my altar. Oh my gosh, that's cool. Oh, and my grandpa, like my grandparents, anybody who I have lost, you know, they send me messages when I'm at the beach. They send me gifts. Like I talk mm. to them when I'm there. Like I have found shark teeth on my birthday that I know are from my grandparents. Like a, a few years in a row. And, um, I don't remember where I was going with anything. That's okay. I love, I love your train of thought because I am super open to things like that. Like, for example, if someone said, you know, oh, I just love this color of green and it was somebody that I adored, let's say everywhere I go, I'll find that color of green. You'll just be totally open and receptive to whatever it is. Oh, you would special. That that, that could be like, oh my God, if you were out looking for sea glass, I wonder what you would find. Yeah. Like, it's, I'm an Aries. I know you're a Sagittarius, so I'm an Aries. Mm. So my birthday's in March. And I was looking at, because I knew you were a Sagittarius. And so I was like, who do I know whose birthday's in November? And I, like, I don't know a lot of people. I don't know a lot of Sagittarius people. But, I am really big on my sign. And when I meet somebody that I can really connect with, I know they're Libra mostly, or that I don't connect with would be Gemini. Me and Geminis, not so great. 
um, Sagittarius and Gemini are sister signs because we're six months apart on the Zodiac and we can actually, we can get along really well, but I, it usually ends up ending badly for uh, my friendships because it's like, they're the ones that have the, the balls to say the things that a Sagittarius would normally say, but that a Sagittarius does not want to hear from anybody else. Oh, interesting. Okay. But like I have Aries moon. And so I'm Hmm. like, I'm very, I get very fiery, but like I've been working hard to, you know, think before I speak, think before I act. Um, Sometimes I do. That helps with age. Helps with age. It helps with age, but, uh, but sometimes I have to, I, sometimes I go off and then I have to either apologize or delete stuff or whatever, but I really, I don't know. I don't really feel too bad about a lot of things with, when it comes to that. Like we got to say what we got to say and we are who we are. As well, long as tra- the firmer th- that your feet are planted like that and you're sure of yourself, I think it's great to be well, like and that. It, and when the intention, <laughs> though, when the overall intention of your life is kindness and selflessness and love, you know, it that I think helps to prevent you from even reacting to a lot of the, mm-hmm. the crap that people might throw at you. So you're new. What did you think of part two? Depending on where you're listening from, if you live around the beaches, would you do a beach cleanup? Pick up garbage around your neighborhood, perhaps? Have you ever? I should do this more, but I have picked up garbage flying around when on walks with my daughter. I haven't had to question picking up a syringe or a condom yet, but would I? Maybe. How about changing a diaper on your grandfather? When you are such a young adult as she was at the time. Honestly, people, I've had a hard time with personal body fluids. Being a mom makes you come out of your shell and pushes you to do things and touch things that you wouldn't normally. But you do it because you have to do it. Until next week, the third part of this segment on the Valerie's Variety Podcast, Valerie series, and the final chapter of getting to know Valerie Fuxual from South Florida. Talk to you next Tuesday. And please take a minute to check out the website for pictures, links to Valerie Fuxual, and our conversation show notes. Drop her a line and give her and me some feedback. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Talk to you soon. My name is Valerie Musco and I'm listening from West Palm Beach, Florida.